there and welcome to episode number 35 of the Building a Better Body podcast. I hope everybody is good today. I'm recording this a bit late in the day because, you know, life. <laughs> um, it's 10 to 6 in the evening, so I don't know if I'll publish it tonight or tomorrow, but you'll get it very shortly. So what's new with me? Uh, I have my very first minimalist meetup group coming up this Saturday morning. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a, a massive turnout, but I'm very much okay with that. As the, the, you know, the main facilitator, I want to ease into it. You know, we just have a chilled out chat, meet some new people. Uh, so I'm excited to see where that goes, and I will tell you all when I have all to tell. Other than that, nothing much. All pretty boring stuff here. I'm attempting to paint the kitchen cupboards and all instead of replacing them and I'm a pretty impatient person so it's not going fast enough for my liking you know, like you take off all the front of the cupboards clean them then you paint them then you gotta wait then you gotta turn them over and you gotta paint them then you gotta wait back and forth back and forth till you get a few layers so yeah that's um a waiting game for that and when you're cooking in there you know you kind of want it to come together nice and quick but that'll all happen in good time so that's all really that I will tell you about me this week. So now moving on to the topic of the week. I'm continuing on with my fears theme. Um, so part two, the fear of being alone. And I'll also uh, fire in a little bit about being bored as well. <laughs> um, so the fear of being alone is apparently called, now this is at its most severe now, monophobia. And now I believe that title is probably, as I say, the most extreme and it's further defined as follows. An acute fear of being alone and having to cope without a specific person or perhaps any person in close proximity, making a person very insecure, anxious and depressed. So there, there are quite clearly very different levels to how we react to being alone, some extreme to the point where you're very, very unsettled. And I'm sure we've all been on the scale somewhere along the lines. Um, now, I'll start by saying there's quite clearly a big difference between being alone and feeling lonely. The latter most likely not being by choice. I think most people thrive when they're in a, a close community. You know, they have that support around them, but it's when you personally want to call upon them to be uh, helpful and useful when you kind of want to stand back from them. You know, knowing you have that su support network is very comforting. And I think to varying degrees, we all need to, the time alone to reflect, get creative, meditate or whatever floats your boat uh, and do what makes you, you. I personally love having time to myself. I do. I think I've become much more like that as I've got older. Perhaps you would even say I'm a bit of an introvert. Now you're probably thinking, yeah, right, hardly, because you're doing a podcast and putting yourself out there. But what I mean is I've come to realise I can't spend hours and hours with lots of people. Um, you know, I do love my close friends, absolutely, very, very grateful for them. But I definitely think uh, I like seeing people in smaller groups and I like real quality chat time. I also love leaving an event if I'm out or something like that, on a high. You know when the night is in full swing, that's when I want to go, I want to leave when I've had a good time and everything's ready to rock, as opposed to, you know, dragging it out to the bitter end, 
when you're exhausted and trying really hard to get a taxi I just end up not happy with that to be honest um when I was younger uh it was great going out and drinking and, and going with the flow but as, as I get older maybe because the true me is slightly more exposed I tend to do exactly what I want more um the older I get the more I'm maybe shying away from conformity I'm in no way totally left field or anything I'm actually pretty normal whatever normal is um I certainly don't think anyone would anyone would call me alternative however I do feel a little different in a strange kind of way uh, I often wonder how how many people out there are doing really what they want what they want in all aspects of life or are they just doing what they're supposed to do you know get the job get the house have the children um because that's what everybody else does and, and they don't want to break away and do something different but if that's what you actually truly want that is brilliant more power to you but if you also have something in the back of your mind saying no I don't want to do this that's okay as well if you can't be your true self what's the point dig let's dig a little bit deeper um on being alone there was an article in theatlantic.com written by brent crean and it starts with this and i quote under the right circumstances choosing to to blah choosing to spend time alone can be a huge psychological boon he goes on to talk about an italian journalist of which I will probably butcher his name, uh, if it isn't, even is a he. Yes, it is a he. <laughs> um, Tiziano Terzani. And he wrote, and I quote, In the 80s, after many years of reporting across Asia, holed himself up in a cabin in Ibaraka Prefecture, Japan. Again, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Um, for, a, for a month, he had no one to talk to except his dog, Bioli. And he passed the time with books, observing nature, listening to the winds in the trees, watching butterflies, enjoying silence. For the first time in a long while, he felt free from the incessant anxieties of daily life. At last, he had time to have time. That all sounds very beautiful. As soon as I read it, though, I thought, well, it was the 80s. There wasn't all the crazy technology and digital distraction that we have today that we maybe need to detox from. So being in that kind of solitude may not have been such a huge shift or a change that we would imagine happening today. However, then I thought, hang on, if he can get such amazing benefits back then when there wasn't as much digital clutter... Imagine what it could do for us here and now when there is a lot of digital distraction. In fact, now, so more than ever, we might need to be taking ourselves off grid to get more creative and get away from anxieties that are absolutely rife right now. Um, This digital distraction, be it phones, tablets or TV, it's all great, it's useful, it's fun, it's entertaining. But I think when it becomes... A method to enable us to ignore or distract ourselves from what is going on in our heads. Struggles or, or maybe it's preventing us from listening to what we really want in life. Let me expand a little on this. Um, if, you, if you take a second to think, how often do you allow yourself to get bored? You know, really let your mind wander like when you were younger. For, for creative reasons or perhaps just to ponder what you really want your life to, to look like. 
We really don't let ourselves get bored anymore. We pick up our smartphones when we have to wait for a few seconds in a queue or we scroll on them uh, at the same time as watching TV or, or eating a meal. There is a generation of people growing up right now that probably won't understand what it feels like to be bored. Isn't that crazy? And perhaps, to be honest, a little dangerous. You know, what is that doing to your imaginations? Um, I've, I've recently been listening to a new podcast called Note to Self by Manoush Zomorodi. Um, I probably completely butchered her name there too. Um, she's a book out called Bored and Brilliant, How Spacing Out Can Unlock Your Most Productive and Creative Self. And it was created through a crowdsource project as well, which is fantastic. Now, I haven't read the book, but she has had guests on her show that took part in the experiment she carried out and talks about in the book. For instance, one guy took all of his social media apps off his phone and then they came back to him two years later and they were still off his phone. He was having a lot of personal angst and his phone use was completely consuming him. So he just took this measure to see what would happen. And at first, of course, it was weird. And he even thought he was a bit lonely, which is worrying. Um, then he was touring around Europe. And, you know, you would expect most people to take lots of pictures and post them on Facebook and tag away like crazy. But then he th- when he thought about posting it, he would realise that he would probably keep checking back to see who liked it, looking for that validation. And he didn't want to compare his life to the perception of other people's lives. But we all know that we only see the highlight reel, highlight reel on, on people's Facebooks. You know, we don't get to see the struggles and the fights and the bad days. That doesn't get posted. Well, maybe it does. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Everybody likes to show their best self on Facebook. And he feels now that sharing very little of his life now makes everything a little bit more rich and retrospective. And Manoush says, when we are bored, our brains get creative and and we actually get better at problem solving. So it's worth thinking about the next time you go to grab the phone beside you mindlessly. Try maybe the next time to just drift off a little, be with your thoughts. Who knows what great things will happen. <laughs> I have a... I have kind of gone a little off track there uh, from loneliness, but I, it's all kind of interconnected, isn't it? You know, you're wanting that connection and it's coming from a phone as opposed to people. There was a study carried out at the University of Virginia, which showed that electric shocks were preferred over being alone. So let me explain. Participants were asked to put away all distractions and entertain themselves only with their own thoughts for six to 15 minutes. One uh, one of the precipitants uh, data had to be tossed because a pen was accidentally left behind and he started writing a to-do list. And then there was another one was tossed aside because there was a bit of paper left in the interview room by mistake and he started doing origami. <laughs> so um, yeah, subjects were wired up and given the chance to shock themselves in the thinking period if they wished, which sounds ridiculous as if you would. Um, but a quarter of women and two thirds of men gave themselves a zap when left with their own thoughts. One person pressed the button 190 times in a 15 minute period as he had a sudden appeal towards the electric- electricity running through his body. Isn't that just unbelievable? Some people would rather do anything but sit with their own thoughts. 
Now don't get me wrong, I am far from saying this from a zen, chilled out kind of place myself. This is something I would like to work on further too. I like my alone time. It doesn't scare me at all, but with no distractions, that's another level. You know, when I do yoga for 30 minutes, I get agitated and even when I'm, you know, watching the routine on an iPad, I'm getting digital stimulation there. I'm not doing it all out of my head. That agitates me, but I don't know if that's because I'm not, you know, doing something distracting or is it because I can't do the yoga? <laughs> um, going on the, the meditation retreat did help me a lot, but even then, I could have read if I wanted to. So for you guys, I don't want you to think we need to be completely free of everything for long periods of time, but maybe being more simplistic could be beneficial. Maybe read a book instead of watching the TV to help you wind down at the end of the day. Going for a walk without your earphones and instead just looking around you, people watching, taking in your surroundings. Uh, sitting over dinner and just having a conversation uh, to accompany your meal that's it and really not being afraid to go home on your own and enjoy the moment let thoughts come and go and get to know the real authentic you so that's quite a broad range I cover today I hope it all makes sense and if you want to send any questions do please send them on to info at karenmcclintock.co.uk and if you want to leave a review on iTunes that would be awesome as well. Until next time, don't be scared, get out there. Cheers, bye!